Attention esteemed listeners, this miniature motion picture reviewing audio broadcast will contain some language of an adult nature. No, there are ladies present. Minor information about the plot of an upcoming motion picture that may diminish a viewer's sense of surprise or suspense, comparison to a renowned source material, moments of fan-based passion, critical statements, and outbursts of an impolite nature. Listener discretion has been advised. Sparkin Miniature Motion Picture Review Broadcast, Downton Abbey The Motion Picture. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin Motion Picture Review. This is your host Zan saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hey, it's Greta. Yes, we're back for another fun-filled miniature movie review. Now, what are our miniature movie reviews? They're when we talk about new and upcoming films and tell you a little bit about them. It's not a full review, so we don't go too far into it. Not a lot of spoilers, but we tell you our initial reactions and how we feel about it. If you want to find any of our earlier episodes, where can they find them at? www.spirican.com You can also find us on various social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram... Stitcher, Spotify, Apple iTunes, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and just type Inspirekin, I guarantee you find us. We're also on YouTube as well. And if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email us personally at spirekin at gmail.com or me at zan at spirekin.com. That's X-A-N, not Z-A-N. And so with that in mind, let's get to it, shall we? Because today was kind of interesting because we got to see a film kind of early, but not really because... Technically, it was already released in the United Kingdom, but we're getting in the United States next week, on the 19th. Uh, This is a film that was directed by Michael Engler, who is famous for directing a lot of different shows and TV episodes, specifically for the source material of the movie we're talking about today. He directed three episodes of the series that are all over the place, and he also directed the finale which kind of fits with the visual styles of this film. Also, this was produced, written, and created by Julian Fellows, the Baron Fellows of West Stafford, which I'm surprised he's actually peerage, but kind of important. He's kind of a big deal. He's part I think of... it's perfect. I think it's suiting. Also explains a lot of the inside knowledge that most common folk would not understand in the aristocratic dynamic of this series that this movie's based on. Uh, This was produced by Perfect World Pictures and Carnival Films and was distributed by Focus Features, which does a lot of indie stuff. I'm surprised this wasn't released by PBS. But, I mean, we couldn't have had Laura Linney opening this up, could we? That's the only thing I kind of wish it had in the very beginning. Yes, and the film that we are talking about today is... Downton Abbey the Movie. Yes, the motion picture adaptation sequel to the beloved miniseries. Now, this film is starring, get ready for the list, it's going to be Hugh Bonneville, Jim Carter, Michelle Dockery, Elizabeth McGovern, Maggie Smith, Imelda Stoughton, Penelope Wilton, Rob James Collier, 
Alan Leach, Brendan Coy, Kevin Doyle, Joanne Frogett, Matthew Good, Michael C. Scott, Raquel Cassidy, Sophia McSara, Leslie Nicole, and so many other people playing incidental roles. This is a very large cast, and with the exception of two characters from the final series of the show, the majority of the cast came back. Sadly, Lady Rose and Lady Rosalind did not join for the film. But it's understood. It is? Room for film number two. Uh, we'll see how it goes, because so far, reviews are middle ground. But... Okay, I am biased. Let's get to, actually, a little bit of what this movie is about. So, this film, which is a period piece, is set in autumn of 1927, and it's a follow-up to the Downton Abbey TV series, which ended its original run in December 2015, but originally came out around 2010. There were six seasons and 52 episodes, and the last episode was set in New Year's Eve 1925. But the big question of it is, what is Downton Abbey about? And how would you sum it up in one sentence? How would I sum it up in one sentence? Downton Abbey is a... uh, It's a behind-the-scenes look at what a lordship family and how the big house runs uh, from the family's perspective as well as the downstairs perspective you see how a true house of this nature ran that's a very well done summary i've got to admit to go further into it though we have to explain the family itself now what's the family that we're following lord and lady grantham um and the the House, if you could call it a house, is Downton Abbey. So technically it's the Abbey, but it's the heart of the village. It's an estate that's enormous. And the Earl and Countess of Grantham are the Crowleys. You have the father, who's Robert, played by Hugh Bonneville, and his wife, uh, Cora, played by Elizabeth McGovern, and their children. Well, it's a little different because the movie focuses on two of their children and their son-in-law because, unfortunately, their youngest passed away. But you have uh, the eldest, Mary. Who is remarried. She, you know, had a first marriage and, unfortunately, her first husband passed away. But she's a, a new husband who's part of this. And she's kind of taking over the lead role for this household. Partially because she has born the heir to the Grantham name to the family, but also because she is the eldest daughter, the most ready for it. She takes over for the dad. She has Downton in her blood. I don't believe she is the most ready, but she's getting there. Then you have, of course, the middle child, Edith. Edith, the Marconess of Hexham. So she outranks... Yes. She outranks her older sister. But poor, you know, Jan, 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 Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Poor middle child um, had it rough in the television series. Never really, you know, always was picking on her older sister because she could never measure up. um, Could never find love. Had lots of drama. But Edith really got more than she bargained for at the end of the last season. So in the movie... She's now the the Marquess, 
of Hexum, which is a pretty high rank. It's pre- she outranks her mom. She is pretty much her husband is on speaking terms with the king, like, like they close, and they have a huge castle they live in, and all the responsibility that comes with it. She handles it beautifully, and she needed to move well, away and have her own home and do all well, of that. She's a, a girl who rose up from being the middle child to running her own newspaper and getting into politics and being very, well, she's very together. I have a lot of feelings about this. And then finally we have their son-in-law, who is my personal, one of my favorites in the upstairs, Tom Branson, formerly their chauffeur who ran away with their youngest daughter, their youngest daughter, and he came home to give birth to their to the grandchild, and unfortunately, the youngest daughter, Sybil, passed away. And Tom has been living with the family, and he's finally found a place in their hearts as the manager of Downton Abbey. And he's no longer, he's stuck, he has a foot in both worlds, the worlds of the downstairs and upstairs. And what do we mean by the downstairs? That's where all the servants are. That's where, you know, the, the kitchen is. And they really live basically in the attic and work basically in the basement that's where all the stuff is kept you know um but the downstairs meaning the support the household staff if you will and without them the house wouldn't run correct and you have many layers of different characters and all the in-betweens a lot of them know all the little gossip and most times they move behind the scenes but this film takes place on a very special occasion because the king and queen of England are going to grace Downton Abbey with their presence. And they have to get ready. Did you catch that? The king and queen of England are coming to Downton. Which is a big deal. It's for one day only, one night only, so they have to get the place ready. And it's them dealing with the situation of the king and queen coming, them dealing with the various members of the kings downstairs, and their. Should we say entitled? They definitely know that they're on a different level. Yes. Their uh, rudeness, we'll say. I mean, if they could bend their head down to look further down their nose, maybe they would see the household staff. Yes. So you have them dealing with them, setting up for this, and a couple of other little subplots going on here and there, including some family member drama. And they're dealing with this, and... It even brings back some of the old cast members who left Downton to come back to help. Because when the king and queen are coming, you need everybody on staff from this. I mean, instantly when they get the invite, we did say that there are spoiler alerts. So the movie, you know, opens with a letter coming. And it's the letter leaving the palace, and coming to Downton. So by the time the letter is received at Downton, everybody knows that something from Buckingham Palace has come to town. So instantly, word has spread. Word spreads so fast that the king and queen are coming, and the entire town is excited. And this leads to show the dynamic of Downton Abbey as being the heart of the county where everyone's involved. And we see that more so in this film than in this TV series. We do see a lot of it, but this is, feels a more full view of it. And I've got to say, the film looks gorgeous. It's shot well. 
the audio is amazing, and even though it does feel like an extended episode of the TV series, it's done really well. I'm happy that it feels like an extended episode of the TV series, because the TV series felt like a mini-movie. It felt like a feature every episode. Well, just about every episode. Not everyone's a perfect gem, um, but it, it felt very cohesive, very in conjunction with the show, um, and somebody who is a huge fan enjoyed every second of it. May have you may have enjoyed it just a little bit. Well, there are like certain camera scenes where they kind of sweep through the grandeur of Downton and go up, um, and you know, it's, I didn't love every second of that. I would have loved it more if they maybe panned a little bit slower because it didn't give your eye an exact place to focus on. So some of it was a little bit blurry going through it. And if you're a Downton fan, it covers so much different time period wardrobe changes. I mean, when the series starts and opens, girls are wearing like a little bit of a bustle and massive corsets. And it goes into the roaring 20s where you can see an ankle and it's a whole thing. So it's all in the details of it. So that fast pan felt a little like, no, wait, I wanted to look at that a little bit. And this is the house we've been watching. And Yes, and it is a 1920s modern era of the design and their clothing and fashion and the style and all the modern conveyances like having a phone. Well, did you notice that they really themed the colors to be consistent? So like the mom wore a lot of a really beautiful like navy, but then Mary would be in in like an electric um, cerulean really royal blue and then Edith would be in an in a powder teal or Edith would then be she's in, in yellow. gold. She's in gold and yellow a lot, wrapped as a marquise. Um and you know Mary would balance that in like black and white with silver detail. It was like oh, I liked it. I could see you liked it. And like Lady Grantham, you know, wears a tiara to like the the royal affairs because it's appropriate for her you know, her title. And then um, Mary has a little head adornment, but Edith stays kind of true to that little bit of a flapper. It's kind of on her forehead, maybe just a little bit on top of her forehead. True. Talking about fashion a lot. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. I kind of figured that when we you made me go take you to see this movie, I think just a little bit, because we got to see it early. I'd like to see it again. I will say, though... When it opens for the rest of the public. As I was saying, I will say this film does have something very unique about it, that it does do a great job being a period piece and focusing on the tensions of the times and just giving a subtle little peek into this world at that period in time. I think that that is completely beautiful and preserved, and it feels historic and... um, I almost feel like there should be a way that people in school, like high school students, should have to watch it. That I'm not too sure about. I know. Maybe on a really rainy day. You know, they get the AV kids to wheel out a TV. (laughs) They still Um, do that. And on that note, one thing I have to say that is very good with this movie is that all the actors from the TV series, they fell back into their roles completely. It's like they hadn't left. It's visiting old friends. And family. It's a little family reunion. 
However, I will say that if you are fans of specific members, certain characters were given a bit of the uh, underutilization, we'll say. Some characters were underutilized. If you're an Albert fan, he's in for two minutes. Mosley has a great scene, but then besides that, his whole plot with uh, Miss Baxter is just kind of like, Baxter's in it for two minutes. Uh, I'm a Bates fan myself. And John Bates, unfortunately, he has like two lines and then nothing else goes on there. It's kind of, some characters are let go and they're forgotten. Um, One of the fan favorites, Maggie Smith playing the Dowager Countess of Grantham, disappears for half the movie. But that's because she has a lot going on. Well, and I feel like you... Everybody from the film is just slightly more heightened. It's almost as if all of their um, characters were a little bit more saturated. Like Mosey, Mos- Mosley. Mosley, I can speak. It's challenging. But Mosley is a little goofy and a little silly and says the right thing in a kind of over-the-top way at not the right moment. It's And you really see that in his little snippets in this. No, but they're all acting on their A-game, but they're getting some of them were getting underutilized to focus on some of the other characters. Well, what's also, like in the series, there's so many more episodes you can stretch it out, and it really kind of dials into these characters and pulls away and then dials into these characters more like an ensemble cast where to get all of those characters back into a one movie, that's kind of tough. It's a bit tough. And I think that after Avengers Endgame, it's you have a higher standard for ensemble pieces. And this one was a little bit... It just well, you felt, don't have 27 movies to build up to it. No, but you had 52 episodes <laughs> to Not build up to this. It, it's Well, either way. What I will say on this part that is a bit interesting besides that, I mean, all the actors are great. I think that Maggie Smith had an amazing story arc that fit well in this. She was standout. Alan Leach's Tom Branson had a great standout nature. Thomas uh, Rob James Collier is Tom Barrow. He was a little bit um, toned down for this film. He was not Mr. I'm going to betray everybody and I'm going to come up with... He's nicer until he flips out and he, throws a little hissy fit. No, he has one statement, but that's it. He's felt a little... but. Mark my words, people. I said hissy fit. So, getting back to it. So, actors, we have an MVP. LVP, I'm going to say, unfortunately, I love him, but Bates really got shortchanged in this movie. That made me feel a little bad. Love Bates, but he didn't get, he got shortchanged a bit. Uh, Who was your LVP in the movie? Oh, my least... Who got shortchanged? Because they all did amazing. They all were great actors. I just he got a little shortchanged. I think. I'd say Anna. Anna, even though she had the whole story arc with the other maid. Yeah, but you don't see. Yeah, she had that, which is beautiful. But you see her son one time. So then it'd be more her. her their son would be. Well, a, I want to find. Okay, so the Bateses. So the, I would say, you see a little bit of. Mr. and Mrs. Carson. 
And I like how Mr. Carson calls her by her first name a little bit more. Elsie feels so like... Well, well, he's retired now. I feel like it's so much more romantic. Like he's using her Christian name, you know? But um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more insight into the Bates' Mr. and Mrs. Bates. Okay, I could see that. And so who's your MVP for the movie? Who's your most valuable player or performer? Gosh. I would say it's almost a duo with Violet and... Oh, what's her name now? Because she got married to Birdie. Edith? No, her best friend. Um, that's that's not who got married to Birdie. Birdie is, is Lord Hexum. You're talking about uh, Baroness Martin. You're talking about Cousin Isabel. Yes. Yes. They're always they're always good. And I could see that Dickie is his name. Yes. But I think that for me that was the I I think most valuable duo. For me, it's gonna be Maggie Smith, definitely. I think she knocked it out of the park. And I think Alan Leach, I think Branson did a great job with it. I like that he came to a front of him having to uh come to his opinions in this world and he's finally set foot and he's stuck in this world and he he admits he's uncomfortable but he's willing to be there and i think that was a great acting scene for him he had some of the best scenes and some of the best lines in the movie i think personally i like some of the new characters too uh the only one character really stood to mind and that's spoilers and i loved every costume I don't know if I mentioned that before. I think we gathered that slightly, Every single one. Yes. But don't take our word for it. Go see this movie. It's an engaging and unique film. Uh, I want to hear from somebody who didn't necessarily watch the the entire series. I mean... um, Bring up the point you had before. I think that you can like this movie even if you didn't watch the series. I mean, I'm could be completely wrong because I totally love the series. I went in with high expectations for the movie. I loved every silly second of this. But I think if you've never watched it, I think you would still really enjoy it. I think it's a cute little period piece with a little family drama. Here's how this works. Um, on the one hand, if you are someone who is looking for... Action, adventure, fighting, blood, guts. This is not your movie. No, it's not. If you're looking for a film which has some political intrigue, some intrigue, uh, politics, this actually has a lot of that in there. It's, the dynamics are pretty intriguing. I will admit you might go in kicking and screaming, but it's not terrible. It's not a terrible waste of time for some of you who don't like this film. For me personally... I think it's an enjoyable film that you should watch once. However, you do have to watch a TV series to understand it, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think you went in kicking and screaming, per se. Well, to see the TV series, I went in kicking and screaming. Oh, yeah, totally, 100%. You need to see the series to understand it. And it does start off a little... It starts off crazy and just goes crazy than that. You get involved in it. It's like watching a novella. You're like, uh, I'm not going to watch this. And then, totally a soap opera. Then you get addicted to it. And I probably lost a lot of street cred now. Um, for, it's a very... I would love to see this as an anime. I know there's a manga for this. I don't know where. I've seen it. I don't know if it's a doujinshi or what. But there is a manga for this. 
and it's intriguing. It's like uh, reading Emma. It's just, it's a lot of the behind the scenes, and it's intriguing. So, that's the best thing. But if you have a chance, watch it, read it. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, at gmail.com. Leave us comments in the show notes, and let us know where you think of it. Uh, right now, I'm going to have to give this a... Uh, really, 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 brace yourselves, fucking cool. You're giving it that? Yes, gonna, I swore. I'm going to give this a... Watch it again. I'm going to say worth watching in theaters or stream it. I think it's worth it. And then you let us know what you think. Email us and let us know in the show notes below. Um, I think that's it for this episode. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Uh, We have a bunch of upcoming fun little episodes coming out because we're getting ready for something really awesome that's going to be starting, I think, the beginning of next year because we have exactly 12 weeks in 12 weeks. Wait, how are we going to do 24 movies in 12 weeks? Two movies a week. Mm, true. We have a plan for next year that we're starting to work on. It's going to be a little long, a little crazy, but it should be fun. Also, we have our upcoming uh, fall anime list coming out for the anime review and manga review. We have a pretty weird manga that I'm reviewing on. Well, you have to wait and see. Just check out our show notes. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, This is Zan. And Greta. We're Gonsville. Catch you guys next time.